122 of the All the Books Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. You Boy, want to talk about my voice breaking at you, the beginning you or something? You just sound so chipper. Oh, I don't thanks. know. You sound fresh as a spring morning. Yeah. Well, just it kind of feels like a spring morning today. A little. We're recording on Monday the 19th, yeah. and it's like March, as Eric pointed out many times this morning. I think I just said it once, and then I you... I feel like you repeated it you a made lot. made it a running gag that Ad I say nauseum. it's like March. Yeah. So... Yep, not well, that just, I count March as spring. just like March. So it's so cold. Time so marches on. March of the Penguins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, remember how weird Happy Feet gets? I haven't seen Happy Feet. You're just rolling along, and all of a sudden, it's a very, very aggressive environmental message. Yeah, and it just sort of ceases to be a movie. Do they dance still? Oh, they dance. So what's the problem? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't uh, no. Robin Williams sing uh, "My Way" in Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds funny. I need to rewatch it, I guess. Okay. I haven't seen it since it came out. Mm. So that's perfect timing for our March of the Penguins spotlight. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. I liked Surf's Up, too. That was with all the Penguin movies came out at once. Yeah. I remember that. I March want to clarify. Penguins, Happy Feet, Surf's Up. I meant that I like Surf, Surf's Up also. Not that I like Surf's Up, too, that stars all the professional wrestlers, because I didn't like that. But you did. No, I didn't. I liked the first one, but the wrestler one, uh-huh. Surf's Up 2, right. we showed that in the auditorium, uh-huh. and I brought my son to it. Uh-huh. Big mistakey. Well, did he like it? Yeah, he did. Well, yeah. I think that's. I think he's more the audience. That yeah, and wrestling right. fans. Yeah, so. those two. Those two. I've learned as we buy movies for the collection, Yeah. Uh, if it's the Flintstones or if it's Scooby-Doo, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You put the wrestling... Uh, cast in mm-hmm. there people people will watch yeah it. they flock to it though i find that it, the jetsons as well uh, yeah boy the last time the jetsons yeah. were relevant was uh i have found that scooby-doo seems to do the best yeah with wrestlers yeah uh he's done two as well mm-hmm. like he doesn't he has like a demon wagon or yeah something. demon wagon yeah there's also scooby-doo meets kiss which is pretty weird yeah but who I, knows? I guess some kids are hey, into you know, Kiss. You know what I'm excited about, though? Yeah. Batman Brave and the Bold is coming back with a special movie uh-huh. where they team up with Scooby-Doo, and it's all the original voice cast. So Nice. That is pretty exciting that for me exci- yeah, as it's... a Scooby-Doo and Batman fan. Yeah. Did you watch the old school Hanna-Barbera Scooby and Batman team-ups? No. Oh, blah, 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 blah. What? No. Okay, so you really haven't. What the heck was that? The Joker dresses up as like a dryad, oh. and that's the creepy sound he makes. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's, okay. You should put. You should That's say, it. "I'm about to make the sound that Joker makes in this old Scooby Doo cartoon." I thought before maybe you make that sound. Listen, I thought it would jog your memory. <laughs> no. and I see now that it didn't. So <laughs> that's out of context. It seems like you went. Well, nuts. it was in context because we were talking about that movie. But yeah, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. It's, it's hard for you to follow things. I know. Hmm. Uh, how are you? I'm all right. You want to talk about Star Wars? Mm. You want to? We we can be professional. That's true. We can we talk disagree. About Star Wars. Yeah, we disagree on Star Wars. Yeah. Everyone. But it's worse than Force Awakens, where I liked it and didn't love it. Yeah. And you loved it. Yeah. I did couldn't love get it. more of it. Yeah, it's true. Except apparently, uh, that's that's really true. You couldn't get more of no, it. No. I read the novelization to, yeah. and the graphic novelization. Yeah. So I was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was disappointed based on the things that excited me about Force Awakens. Yeah. And you loved had it. the had the opposite reaction. Yeah. And I'm happy for you. Thank you, man. Here's what I think. Yeah. Uh I, while at the grocery store, yes, shopping, sure. not not because we live together, because we don't. If people think that's true, you and I, yeah, we're not roommates. We don't live together. No, no. no. Uh, but we were just at the grocery store together. Boy, that'd be fun though. We'd have some good times, don't you think? Yeah. Until I put like the Last Jedi in on DVD. What yeah. am I talking about? Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the kind of fun we could be having yeah, if we were yeah. roommates. Well, I would try to watch X Men Apocalypse and be like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I'm just gonna go look at the trash can too. We can yeah. talk about it. We can do a live commentary." <laughs> Man, I'm hilarious in this scenario. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Um, you, you told me that Force Awakens is your favorite Star Wars film. It's the number one above Return of the Jedi. Listen. Uh huh. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that that kind of thing takes time. Right. But I think right now, right. Force Awakens is sitting in the top slot. Right. And that might change. Okay. Because uh, I do love Return of the Jedi. I just, I don't know. You, seem, the, you the, seem disappointed by yeah. Last Jedi because of how it relates to Force Awakens, yeah. where I like Force Awakens because of how it relates to like yeah. the other Star Wars movies. Well, we're opposites. Yeah. I guess so. specifically Empire. Mm-hmm. So. Wait, you mean Last Jedi? You said you like Force Awakens. Oh right, I like Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. How it relates to like because it relates the, to though. Uh, I mean, it's I, I also it's nice that they don't just like ignore the fact that the prequels happened. Yeah. 
So they, yeah. they bring him up. We say we hear Sith. I don't think they ever said Sith before this, did they? Uh, well, they did in the prequels. Well, yes, I know. But in no, the prequels, not in like... Force Awakens. <laughs> right. And they said Darth Sidious. And I don't think. I think they only even say Darth the word Darth Sidious once mm. in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yoda's like to go fight Darth Sidious. Uh-huh. I will. Yeah. yeah. Get him in a draw. I that, shall. That being said, the problems I have is that there are some. I think some truly like great moments in the film. Thanks, man. So. Thanks for that. Anyway. Hey. Yeah. Right back at you, I guess. Thank you. But okay. you, you love the whole thing, so it doesn't really... Uh, Do you think there are some bad moments in the film? Yes. I'll take it. <laughs> no, I'm glad you well, liked it. I don't know if I necessarily think they're bad moments, but I, I'm accepting responsibility for the fact that I harped on everybody for liking Force Awakens when it was just a retread. And I don't think it's as much of a retread of Empire Strikes Back yeah, as agree. Force Awakens was mm-hmm. a retread of new hope mm-hmm. but i definitely feel like empire's dna is like they genetically engineered empire strikes right. back but also with some uh frog dna okay so that's why saying. this is a female star wars well the novel but, come on i'm sorry because of the frog yes it's a female star wars yeah I that's it. why this is the female sure because because in jurassic park yeah they make some they, they with the frog dna yeah. Jurassic nothing Park. sorry okay i was looking up that was listen, solid listen i was looking up the release date for the novelization oh yeah it's weird it's like super far away yes the last jedi novelization written by jason fry who's who's written lots of other star wars things but they've mostly been um ya and like uh you know for younger kids kind okay. of star wars books so that's an odd choice sure. i read his ray journal uh-huh and they liked it but uh the last jedi <laughs> novelization by, Lots of sand. by jason fry is not coming out until march yeah i think so, i saw something about the kids novelization doing that too well, yeah maybe it was it's just odd delay. it's odd the force awakened one was a little delayed but not like several I, months delayed i feel like it came out in december i, I think feel it like did. it came out yeah. like just the week after yeah. or even like the wednesday after right. it was there it was really nearby uh, so i don't know why they're doing this but rogue one the adult- i do plan on reading the novelization so. The uh, adult Rogue One novel yeah. came out like around the same time as yeah. the movie. I didn't. But then read the that. junior novelization also waited till March. It's so strange. Yeah, especially since the junior novelizations don't even finish the movie anymore. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that is really strange. Yeah, that's a new that's a new trend with junior novelizations. They stop about three quarters of the way into the movie. I guess it's to avoid spoilers, yeah, or at but least they, but they come the... out like three months after the movie. Yeah, so that's very strange. Maybe just to get the kids to and see it. like the ones I've read haven't even said like to be continued in the film. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, know, they just kind of drop. Yeah, if I was a kid, I would feel ripped off. Yeah, I guess absolutely. they sell it for like four dollars. Absolutely. But the Jurassic Park ones, Jurassic Park and Lost World, are full story. The novelizations. Yeah, the junior okay. novelizations. Right. right. Oh, hey, thank yeah. you. I'm glad we're here for this. Uh, I told I told yes. you yesterday, but I didn't think I'd remember. This is really book Here news. I am. Do you want to do this... it right now? Oh no! Uh, it's okay. You've opened the door. Okay. Yep. Uh, they're making a young adult yeah. Jurassic World prequel novel mm-hmm. about Claire being hired by Ms. Rani yeah. to go and turn the park into a park into Jurassic right. World so because the is... dinosaurs are loose on uh, Isla Nublar. This is set before the Jurassic World. Yes. Not the new one coming out. Right. It's not a. Right. In, it's not a midquel. Right. Prequel. Yeah. Right. Yes. So this is about Claire, how she gets her job and everything, yep. and how she uh, learns how to run in high heels. Just how, kidding. I didn't really. Have how a big they, uh, how they like, I guess, lasso a T Rex into mm-hmm. a pen. Sure. So, good uh, times. I'm pretty excited about that. There hasn't been an original Jurassic Park book since Michael Crichton's 1995 mm-hmm. Lost World. Mm-hmm. It's all been either. Well, it's not quite true, but what Jurassic Park three has a uh, uh, like you know 12 to 10 to 12 year old uh, books set around the events of the film oh so same <laughs> like, same like, like the jurassic world the, thing. the adventures of eric and yeah i guess yeah yeah and uh, hey listeners and i don't there mean are, like there are my a, fan fiction a whole big graphic novel yes that's okay i'm sorry <laughs> sorry you're right no, you're right and i actually haven't read one the comics were out before i was reading comics yeah and i never read reva uh jurassic park revelation mm-hmm. revolution mm-hmm. revelation i think it is okay because it got some bad reviews i see but i'm probably gonna read it anyways um, I'm excited for this, even though it's young, young adult. Yeah. If if they just it, wanted it's to, it's your two, it's your expertise. Yeah. On both levels. Yeah. So I can say I'm doing it for work. Yeah, definitely. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna work hard and play hard yeah. at the same hey, book. They say if you love your work, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. Sorry, if you love what you do, uh-huh. you never have to work a day in your life. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I just made that up. I wish they would just like have a Jurassic Park book series yeah just keep going i was disappointed that they didn't novelize jurassic park 3 for like a an adult yeah an adult 
novel. It seems like a no-brainer, but... Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I'm sure Peter David yeah. would have, like, turned down a paycheck. Yeah, I think he would have been fine. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, all that to say, we will have the Less Jedi novelization in March. <laughs> yeah. But right now, we've got a display of all of our Star Trek books and graphic novels up, and we do have a lot. So yeah. we have them for all ages. So yeah. stop in. And hey, check luckily, those when out. we get to bookmark, there'll still be more Star Wars talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this I did not read Star Wars books in preparation for this movie. I didn't yeah. even read like graphic. No- I haven't read a Star Wars graphic no novel. No you a didn't long like time. the movie. That could be. You were still on a Justice League high. I, yeah, yeah. So, yes. meaning you were high when you saw Justice League. I'm kidding. Nick, yeah. Nick doesn't no. do that. No, he doesn't. Uh, but he did like Justice League. Yeah, I like Justice so, League. Okay. Yeah. He's he's seen it twice. Yeah. So, that's true. That's that's true. It's crazy to me. Yeah. You could have gone to see Coco. I have seen Coco. Stop saying that. I know you <laughs> okay. didn't. And I did like it. Did you see Coco? Yes. Really? I told you that I saw Coco. Yes. With a previous yeah, guest with, of the show? Yeah, with last, last week's guest, Mr. Why Bo Hutchings. did you only tell me this today? Uh, I don't know. Also, I've been saying somebody go see Coco I'll, with me I'll, for like three weeks. I'll, well, that's why I didn't tell you, because I would have still gone, mm. and I still will go. No. But anyway, yeah. I did like it. Do we? Okay. It's, I don't think it's like the greatest Pixar film ever, like some people But you haven't seen some saying. of the greatest Pixar films. I suppose that's true. Oh, wait, you have seen up. There was enough there. I didn't think it was particularly, like, innovative. It oh, reminded wow. me It reminded me a lot of the Beetlejuice cartoon, if I'm being totally honest. Weird. But I remember the Beetlejuice. That would be interesting. Yeah. Great. Now that's going to be in my head when I watch it. I'm like, Sorry. oh, this is just like the Beetlejuice that's cartoon. Jacques. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Thanks, I'm a little disappointed with the music. Ah. We don't really get a lot of full songs, uh-huh. and Remember Me is really just a chorus. Uh-huh. It's a great chorus, but right. it never really turns into a full song. So for a movie that's all about a kid wanting to explore music, uh-huh. you just don't get very much. Yeah. So, Are you going to make your Pixar-inspired Beatles kids film? Yeah, I am going to do so, that. Where he yeah. goes to wherever the Beatles are do dead. That. Hey, I and guess I, you still have two living Beatles. I, I, I will totally go see this with you. Okay. I will. I'd like to see it again. That's okay. You what? didn't see this with your son? No, I thought it might freak him out. Because he's dead? Yeah, because just all the skeletons. Dead. The imagery is just sort of, yeah. you know. What happens when he sees scary, a real but skeleton? Kind of putting, yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be prepared yeah. at all. Would you show him uh, Beetlejuice, the cartoon? No. The cartoon? No. no. We do have a variety of Coco uh, merch <laughs> here. We've got the soundtrack. We've yeah. got several. Do we have the junior novelization for that? Yes. Okay. And we've got the read-along book and stuff. So yeah. Coco fans, yeah, we're on this it. is the place to be. Hey, wannabe Coco fans, where the this is the place yes. to be. And wannabe Coco fan Eric Mickles, I'm here. I I want to go see it again. That's why time. that's why I didn't tell you because I thought it's, we can still go see it. It's too bad we can never let Bo on the podcast again though. Why? Why is that? Uh, I've been betrayed. Oh, so. by Bo. And mainly you, wow. but Bo was the instrument in which I was betrayed with. <laughs> that's true. So, yes. To say I was true. I was stabbed I'm un- in the I'm back. uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. You're uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did tune into the episode, and he seemed to enjoy it, yeah. and not just the parts with himself. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's always... Uh, yeah. Shout-outs to our friend, the Nutcracker Prince. And that's, that's our, good... listen, our Facebook page uh-huh. has some amazing pictures of the Nutcracker taken by our, our friend Pete Mangles. Yeah. Uh, so check those out if you haven't seen yeah. them. We haven't even started Bookmark yet. No. This is great. Yeah. I'm loving it. Hey, Bookmark, you mind coming out here so we can get the segment going? Well, sure. I'll be right there. That's Bookmark now? I'm trying something new. Okay. I thought Bookmark kind of sounded a little bit like well, Smarticus. a little too much like Smarticus. So now yeah. he sounds like Kermit the Frog. Well, actually, there's an intellectual property problem there. You can't actually sound like me. <laughs> yeah. So it was right. that kind of a thing. So now Bookmark sounds like Kermit the Frog. Well, I guess that was... A... Yeah, that's a little too Kermit-y. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I mean, too Kermit-y. It's probably okay because right, now Kermit the Frog doesn't sound like Kermit the Frog anymore. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He sounds like that yeah. guy. Yeah. Hi ho. Yeah. I'm Kermit. Yeah. That's a pretty good Kermit. <laughs> Thank you. No. Uh, so is this the show? Are we, is this what we're just doing for the rest freestyle. of the show? Freestyle. Freestyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We haven't done this since uh, whatever that rabbit hole episode was. Oh, man. Where we just talked about should they make a Matrix sequel. <laughs> What's your favorite Harrison Ford film? Old school. Old yeah. school. Frantic's a weird movie. Speaking of Harrison Ford. Roman Polanski's is Frantic. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Neither's Hollywood Homicide. Neither's Roman Polanski. That's true. That's so, true. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to bookmark. Let's do it. Uh, I'll start. Okay. Because I've read Star Wars stuff. And then sure. once I'm done with this, we're done with Star Wars. Right, maybe. Okay. Probably not. Who knows? We'll take a look at the bestseller list to right. see if that's true. That Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. So I read Star Wars Volume 4, Last Flight of the Harbinger. That's a Star Wars comic. The only, mainline Star Only Wars Volume comic. 4? I then read Volume 5 of Star Wars, Yoda's Secret War. There we go. 
And then I read Dr. Afra, who's a character from the Vader series. That's yeah, it's a deep dive there. Um, which was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I read Star Wars The Screaming Citadel, Ooh. which is a crossover between the Star Wars mainline title and Dr. Afra. Mm. And then I read Star Wars Volume 6, Out Among the Stars. And then I read Star Wars Darth Maul, a yeah, comic sir. book. Oh, how, right. was, how was Darth Maul? Uh, Darth Maul was good. It, I actually enjoyed it more than the book Maul Lockdown. Okay. Uh, it was good. It was a prequel. It happens before episode one. It's about him wanting to kill his first Jedi. Okay. You always, it's Star Wars is interesting because sometimes when you read like a comic book uh, supervillain like book, they always they have like an element where you sympathize with them or understand them. Okay. Uh, you see, maybe they'll throw in like an auxiliary character to make us like see this character differently but with star wars with the sith when, when it's somebody who's on the dark side of the force mm-hmm. they can't be sympathetic otherwise they don't have the dark side of the force i see so and especially with a character like darth maul so there's no like warmth you're never like oh i finally get this character mm. he's he just hates everything and right. wants to kill a jedi right. and after he kills his first jedi he's still not satisfied and he wants to kill more you've read a lot of darth maul things lately haven't you i've read two well that seems like a lot for a character (laughs) who didn't say a single word uh yeah that's true uh but darth maul the comic was good it was uh it was only four issues it um it was interesting okay uh the star wars mainline comic i just don't like yeah it it, so this takes place like almost i like your sorry i like your little response to it you're probably getting to it just about how they, they play up so much of the tension yeah. between characters where you know where they're going. Yeah, because it takes place right after... The first volume takes place right after New Hope, right after like the Death Star and their adventures and everything, and it's leading up to Empire Strikes Back. But yeah, there's a lot of like, oh, I wonder if Luke will find out he's Vader's son. So they, right. and then, But there's also just so much flirting between Han and Leia, and it's just kind of... It's the kind of flirting that really... Like if you wrote it and you didn't know how they were going yeah. to end up, it would be interesting okay but and entertaining but here it's just kind of like yeah obviously Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just the whole book assumes we're excited to see this i don't know it's very it's much more self-serious okay um than other stuff dr afra i like a lot because she's her you know she's a separate character she's not connected to the movies yeah except in these comics and she's funny her droid she's she has like the evil version of R2D2 right. and C3PO and they're hilarious. Uh Afra's a great character. Um her adventures are Did you are ever fun. read any of the Phasma stuff? There was the Phasma book and the Phasma graphic novel? No. Okay. I guess I just kind of see Phasma as like an a side character who shows up, looks cool and then is done. Mm-hmm. And like I've also haven't ever read anything with Boba Fett because like yeah, in the comics I just don't I mean, in the movies, he's just there. Looks mm-hmm. cool for a little bit, and then he's done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway. Oh, and I could definitely tell, because the crossover, the Screaming Citadel, um, they they have the writer of Star Wars write his issues, and then okay. the and Dr. Aphra. like a quality drop? Yeah, you, they, for me, anyway. So, maybe some people would hate Dr. Aphra and the Vader comic and prefer the Star Wars line. Okay. But that's where I am. And that's all I read. I still have to pick up a new book, and I'm not sure what it's going to be. Oh, a new like book book. Yeah, I need to pick which book I'm reading next. Okay. So, but I've been using my Marvel Unlimited subscription. Yeah, seriously, you're taking full advantage of your yeah. trial period here, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Good for you. And we we have all these comics in here. We do. I, Darth Maul and we uh, don't have uh, Doctor Afra. Afra. Yeah. yeah, but only the first volume. But if you yeah. have Marvel Unlimited, it's got all the issues. You, you can need. check it that's out. That's how I read yeah. it. So, anyways, that's all I read. I'm sorry, everybody. I think we're done with Star Wars, unless Nick. Has a surprise. No, as I said, no, no. Yeah. Oh, and what am I reading? Oh, I'm just reading some other comics, but I haven't finished them, so talk about them. Okay. Black Panther. Well, I'm currently reading uh, Skipping Christmas. Skipping And Christmas. I feel like I've been skipping Christmas because this is the first... I read a Christmas um, graphic novel that I finished, a very DC Rebirth holiday. Uh-huh. Which was bad. It was pretty bad, but uh, it did introduce me to some characters that I've never read before, including Super Sons, which are desperate for me to read. That's true. They have an issue. Uh, New Superman, the Chinese Superman, uh-huh. uh, has an issue. So it was kind of neat to see those other characters, but they made Harley Quinn like the frame story for it all, and it just was kind of uh, stupid. So yeah. that was kind of a drag. They've been pushing Harley Quinn as their Deadpool they sure for have. a while. Yes, they like, have. She's fourth wall breaking all of a sudden. Yeah. It's just it's rough. Yeah, it is. Uh, how was super? How was how was the Super Sons issue? 
Uh, fine. It didn't make me want to read it. It was just, <laughs> you know, dating. I do not understand. Son of Batman, son of Superman, wearing. You love I, like I kid you, superheroes. I know you're having a lot of trouble with this. I just don't. Under, I wrap my brain around it, and I can't. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I have finished Blackbird singing poems and lyrics, 1965 to 1999, mm-hmm. written by a friend of ours, uh, Sir Paul McCartney. Uh huh. So this is di- this is divided into several different sections, and it's a mix of original poetry uh, and song lyrics, both mm-hmm. Beatles and solo McCartney stuff. And it was nice, yeah. just a nice little collection. Nice to see them all together. I enjoyed some of the poetry, not all of it. Yeah, and it was just nice, just nice to read the lyrics out like that. And ironically, you read it, you finished it during a lively morning. Is that right? I don't get it. Yes, you do. I do. Blackbird singing in, in the dead of night. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, sorry I made a All Beatles right. joke can you, in your can direction. Can you play I, that wah, wah, wah yeah. sound effect? I don't know, man. I feel like you should be embarrassed for that one. I don't think as, so. As big of a Beatles fan as you are. I don't are, think so. I, I like to think that hundreds of our listeners were just like, Dead of Night, Early Mort, get it? God, you're yes, stupid, I, Nick. <laughs> I, hope that they're, I hope that they're more well-spoken than that, but yeah. yeah well, uh, Let's see. I also finished... The Rebellion, which is book four in the 100 series oh. by Cass Morgan. Yeah. Totally unnecessary book. Okay. Totally unnecessary. Yeah. Much like Finn's side plot. It just, you don't need it. It doesn't advance but the story. Finn has to learn. It just, and I don't really think even the characters in this, I don't think they really do learn. I feel like we just end up exactly where we started. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty disappointed by this book and mm-hmm. it just... It's not a it's not a series that was like oh we definitely need a fourth book right so like everything had been kind of mined and so I think the only way to make it work would have been to just go in a totally different direction right you know and it just it fell flat so yeah. that was disappointing because I've enjoyed that series and then I finished Spider Man New Ways to Die mm-hmm. I thought that was fine yeah. and like I said I'm currently reading Skipping Christmas Do and you know, I don't think that's so fine maybe I shouldn't talk to you about but I'll this finish on the podcast it by Christmas because you might get mad Do you not oh. like lots of plot threads in your stories like a whole bunch i thought there was too many in new ways to die i, I think it all depends on how it's balanced i mm-hmm. don't like when i feel like 50 percent of the page is like thought bubbles mm-hmm. i i prefer like thought bubbles are they know, new year ways to die thought bubbles and 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 you know i guess conversation bubbles. i was just reading a spider-man just a comic. lot of words i was just reading a spider-man comic and this might i don't know uh, and there was thought bubbles in it. And yeah. I was like, when did they start bringing thought bubbles back? Mm. Because they disappeared sometime around when Brian Bendis okay. created Ultimate Spider-Man, right. like the ultimate. And then they just like, di- when they were trying to make comics more cinematic, mm-hmm. thought bubbles just disappeared. And I guess I just was reading something. I was like, oh, thought bubbles. It's back. Mm. That's all. Yeah, I just, I, it form. did feel like a little too much was going on. Okay. For it. I think especially for Spider-Man, I like a more simple story. Mm. So, okay. I don't know. It was fine. I enjoyed it. Nice. Um, That's it for me. What about you? When it comes to uh, Marvel Comics, yes. I tend to like... When it, when it comes to Spider-Man and X-Men, I tend to like a lot of like different subplots. I get that for um, X-Men. It seems odd for a solitary well, character like Spider-Man. I guess it's because he has like such a big and fun rogues cast. True. And I tend to like his supporting cast a lot. So like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with JJ throughout the run you're starting mm-hmm. that I'm entertained by. Okay. So he has one of the few supporting casts that I'll like read them just doing stuff. Okay. Whereas like Superman who has a supporting cast you want to see in a Superman story. I'm not going to, I mean, you won't disagree agree with this at all, but I'm not going to read a Jimmy Olsen adventure. I haven't really read. Well, I guess I like, the, <laughs> okay. I like the old like Superman's yeah. pal, Jimmy Olsen. You but... mean where he's like, Oh no, I turned Superman into an ape. Yeah. Now what? Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Okay. Well, I just turned this conversation into an ape. So now what? You, you have to finish your bookmark. I did. You did. It's your bookmark. What are you talking about? I, I, I read Star Wars books. Oh, that's it. Okay, so then I'm done. <laughs> wow. I told you all mine. That happened in real time. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So let's move on to our next segment. Let's do it. Whew. I got some advance notices for you coming, and none of them are Star Wars related. Of course, cool. The Last Jedi comes out March 6, 2018, yeah. oh. but that's not part of this. We should uh, mention that uh, they're making a young adult Jurassic World prequel. You already said that. I want to talk about it You said it that again. earlier. I want wow. to talk about it again. This happened in real time. No, I was aware of what I was doing, though. There's a new series coming out in large print by uh-huh. Victoria Thompson, and it looks pretty fun, actually. Okay. It's called City of Lies, Ooh. and it's book one in a new series called The Counterfeit Lady. It's mm. got a great cover. 
Yeah. It's got a great cover. Is it a red light going like, or not? No. Oh, okay. Elizabeth Miles scours 1920s Washington, D.C. for a killer in the first counterfeit lady novel from the author of the New York Times bestselling Gaslight Mysteries. Ooh, gaslight. Every woman plays a part, but some are more dangerous than others. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. That's true. It looks pretty cool. In the 20s, is a fun setting. Yeah. It looks vaguely steampunk. Like, clearly it's not, but mm-hmm. something about the cover sort of gives you almost a sci-fi Most vibe. Most people forget that Washington, D.C. had a very steampunk aesthetic uh, for about five years. Most people forget. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Boy, we got a new bookshot. Seems like it's oh, been a while. On. Seems like it's been a while. All right. James Patterson's Bookshot. Yes. Uh, the Witnesses by James Patterson and Brendan Dubois. So is this like uh, how Alien had the sequel Aliens and Predator yeah. had Predators. Yeah. Is this the this sequel, the sequel to, Witness? to the Harris- Oh, there's a great Harrison Ford movie. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Well, Har- maybe this will top Harrison it. Harrison Ford, Danny Glover, a young Vigo. Let's see. Young the- Vigo. Yeah. <laughs> Vigo. Yeah. Vigo. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. I feel so foolish. <laughs> the family next door has a very dark secret. The Sanderson family has been forced into hiding after one of them stumbled upon a criminal plot, or so they think. No one will answer their questions. And the terrifying truth may come too late. What do you think? Well, what happens if it comes too late? Well, it'll be terrifying. I know that. Yeah. It's the only thing I'm sure of. Well, it sounds definitely like a bookshot. Okay. The Masterpiece by Francine Rivers. New York Times Francine bestselling author Francine Rivers, Rivers returns to her romance roots with this unexpected and redemptive love story, a probing tale that reminds us that mercy can shape even the most broken among us into an imperfect yet stunning masterpiece. Ooh. I don't like the cover to this one. Oh. It's like a peacock without feathers. Uh-huh. What? And it's know. just like a bird. Yeah. Like a crane. Well, I don't like it. Are peacocks just very birds, fancy cranes? Very fancy crane. You're thinking of Fraser Crane. <laughs> All right. Uh, new from R.A. Salvatore. Uh-huh. This is a new series for our friend R.A. Is it original or is it Dungeons & Dragons? I'll be able to tell you. Is it Dritz? Yes. It's Dritz? Yes. No. No, it says from the best-selling author who created Dritz. Yes, that's true. So, okay. Uh, book number one in the Coven series, uh-huh. Child of a Mad God. As the blood moon rises high upon uh-huh. the mountain of the Uskar, a demon hunts. Mm. But this is not the demon's story. This is the story of a... <laughs> looks like this is the story of a girl, but it's not. Okay. It's the story of a young woman, the daughter of a witch, born yeah. under the blood moon. How she finds herself alone in a tribe of vicious barbarians, and how she came to know the world. Yeah. That didn't sell me. Um, I don't feel. Do you miss calling? I don't feel attached to that. Uh, calling people dudettes. Do I miss it? Are you implying that that's over with? <laughs> like, do you ever enter a room like greetings, dudes and dudettes? Uh, it's been a while, granted, yeah. but I'll I'll bring it back. Do you want to bring it back? I I think I used to say dudette. Bring back a that lot. and daddyo. Yeah, you're big into daddyo. <laughs> I don't think I ever said daddyo. So weird. I was never like playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater with a friend and be like, "Ah, oh, sick moves, daddyo." Yeah, Though you were. now in you're retrospect, so, that's why the not? Perfect. That's the perfect yeah. usage of daddyo. So there's no way that was an sick accident. Sick moves, daddyo. Yeah, that's perfect. That, that is perfect. You can say that to somebody on a skateboard or on a jazz saxophone. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. We never told you up front what we were going to talking about, uh, what we're going to be talking about today. But we're going to be talking about some top-notch Christmas books as recommended by our friends over at bookbub.com. Yeah. So we're going to get to that a little later. Right now, I want to hear what's going on with the New York Times bestseller list, though. It's I pandemonium. literally on the edge of my seat. All right. That's good. Hey. Uh, hey. Yes? Only figuratively. Ah. I'm sitting all the way back. I just felt like I should be honest. Yeah. You tricked me, Daddy-o. Yeah. Sure did. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on the New York Times bestsellers list, we're going to look at hardcover nonfiction. Okay. Nonfiction is a type of fiction. That is presented nope. in an, no. a uh, factual setting. Everything you just said <laughs> was wrong. I love it. Thank you. I love it so much. Thank you. All right. So, no, this is actually, this is true stuff. This oh, is true. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe. Some people like to lie and say it's... Uh, that's true. Yeah. You're right. So, But that's a city of lies. You can't trust a single nonfiction book in no, that city. No, you can't. You can't. So don't go to any bookstore they built in the city, city of lies. lies. And rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they all right, say. All right. Do you want to talk about a Christmas Carol live, or you want to just forget that that three-hour Christmas story live total mess Let's ever get, happened? We'll do that when we get to the Christmas section. I think. Okay. Number ten, Sisters First by <gasps> Jenna Bush Hager and Barbara Pierce Bush. That's important. Number nine. Wait a minute. They're like the first sisters. 
and it's sisters first. Mm-hmm. Those Bush twins. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. I think that's what pe- most people said about them. About yeah. the Bush. Number nine, family. Promise Me Dad by Joe Biden. No jokes. Serious, serious topic. Okay. Number eight, Bobby Kennedy by Chris Matthews. Good uh, play hardball with Bobby Kennedy. Number seven. Coming ass- up on the 50th anniversary of Bobby Kennedy's assassination. Hey, man. Yeah. I'll be wearing black in all of 2018. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, do you think it's going to be, like, remember how James Bond had a big, like, there was everything during his 50th be, I anniversary? I think it'll be more like a Star Trek situation where they don't even acknowledge it. Okay. So we're not going to have, like, a documentary about Pierce Brosnan taking over for GoldenEye and all no, that stuff? All right. I don't think so. Should we just watch Everything or Nothing? Christoph, Christoph Waltz turns out to be Sir Han, Sir Han in disguise. Okay. Sir, Sir what? That that was Bobby Kennedy it lore. It was Bobby Kennedy lore, yep. Uh, number we'll, seven, we'll Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by oh. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, boy. Yes? I don't know. I'm just tired of hearing it. Uh, number six, Killing England by Bill O'Reilly and oh. Martin Dugard. Yikes. Yeah. Number five. New this week, Let Trump Be Trump by Corey R. Ludonsky and David N. Bossy. Could we not do that? Number four, Obama by Pete Souza. This is the photography book. Okay. Um, isn't there like a separate section for like art photography yeah. books? Yeah. New York Times is cheating. I guess they, I guess they are. So, yeah. uh, number three, Andrew Jackson and the Miracle of New Orleans by Brian Kilmeade and Don Yeager. Yeah, let Andrew yeah. Jackson be Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number two, Grant by Ron Chernow. It's been here for nine weeks. Okay. I, I feel a musical coming on. I do too. Yeah. 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 We must work on the restoration. I'm Ulysses S. Grant. I'm drunk. Wow. Okay. Put me on a $50 bill. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the end. Because you can't go Each rap. Yeah. You can't go rap with this one. Yeah. But you once know, you go rap, done. you can't go back. Hmm. That's what they say. Interesting. I I've guess never... that's what they rap. Oh, that makes sense. Once you go rap, oh man! Every time I'm about to start rapping, it's just I realize I shouldn't have, but I've already said yeah. a few words. Sure. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, yeah. sorry. His sorry. name is Eric, and he's here to say that he shouldn't rap on this fine day. Ugh. That was bad. Just like you doing, you're smiling, like you're satisfied with that. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Just a burn. Number one, Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. This hardcover nonfiction section is boring. Do you think I people? Know. Do you think people are receiving? Grant and Leonardo da Vinci as Christmas gifts this year? Probably. Ugh. Dads are hard to shop for. Are they? Yeah. Good dads. Okay. Like quiet dads. Yeah. Quiet dads who don't appreciate gifts. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was a dad, my kids would know what to get me. Because mm-hmm. I have an Amazon wish list. Right. <laughs> so, and also it's like pretty obvious. Yeah. They're probably just going to make me like macaroni yep, Like plates. adult diapers and... What? What? How old do you think Puzzles? Do you like Puzzles? I guess if like the X-Men are on them. No, it's not the X-Men. Darn it. Great. Is this well, like in France? Kind of, it's like, uh, it's, Mount Rush, it's a Mount Rushmore right, puzzle. A Mount Rushmore puzzle. Yeah. Great. Yep. Cool. Thanks, kids. It's a 500 piece, so I figured yeah. that'd be about yeah. the, the tops for Dad you. Dad loves this. Thanks yep. a lot. Okay. You are my special little puzzle buyers. Wow. <laughs> um, why did they go in on it? Like all of them. Unbind the puzzle. Like three kids all put their allowances together by me. A 500 piece Mount Rushmore puzzle. That's hard to shop for. I'm (laughs) telling you. That's what it comes down to. What do you think your son got you? I'm hoping a Mount Rushmore puzzle. (laughs) Oh, you were hinting. I don't think he listens to this podcast. Oh, so you got like a strange relationship already. He's got, he gets his book news from other places, I guess. That's hard to hear. Yeah. Yeah. But I respect him for being an individual. Yeah. Yeah, do you think it's like so, a rebellion thing? Definitely. Do you think he's going to start like a punk rock style Probably. news? Well, he gets sick of the other kids in preschool being like, wait, your dad's the guy <laughs> who hosts all the book show? And he's like, yes, I don't yeah. even like it. Yeah, so sure. It's hard for him. I understand yeah. that. Preschool's tough. I understand that. Uh, all right, so now we're going to move on to the hardcover fiction. Oh, I wish so would. So this is a type of uh, true story, nope. if you will. Nope. Presented in a factual... No. Oh, this is, this is the other Check thing. Check the notes. Look at the notes. Oh, these are books that uh, haven't happened. Correct. Sometimes they're based on true things. Haven't happened yet. Oh. So. Yeah. What is fiction but yesterday's tomorrow? That's true. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> Stupid. Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste N.G. Winner of the Goodreads Choice Awards this year. Son of a gun it is. Yeah. Good. You got that boost. It's back up to 10. I think it probably did. Yeah. 12 weeks Bit on the list. Bit of a surge. Yeah. Number 9. Oh, I could go for a surge right now. It's like Bad Mountain Surge Dew. from like... The early yeah. to they late 90s? They brought it back. Surge is back? 
Yeah. Gosh. It's just as... Is that illegal? Do you have to buy it from like a guy in a trench coat? You outside? do. Okay. Yeah. But you also have to have a hummingbird uh, set pacemaker. Really? Yeah. Because your heart can't move at that speed. No, so it'll just yeah. explode. Yeah. yeah. Number nine, Hardcore 24 by Janet Ivanovich. Mm-hmm. I guess I always think they're all 24 at this point. Like do every you? time I read a number, I'm like, wasn't that just like yeah. two books ago? Yeah. Number eight, Tom Clancy, Power and Empire by Mark Cameron. Kirk yes. Cameron? No, Mark. Oh. Mark Cameron. Okay. I would thought that was going to be like really sloppily religious if it was Jeez. Kirk Cameron. Seven, Endgame by Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Cameron. No, oh. David Baldacci. <laughs> so so this is interesting. Number six, Artemis by Andy Ware. It's yeah. back here. And it even moved up on the list. It's been here it for has four to weeks. be a lie. No one cares about this book. We can't give it away. Yeah, nobody's checked our Sticking it in people's out. bags. They came back. Somebody gave me this by mistake. Yeah. We can't move it. We yeah. can't move it. You keep making a squeaky sound with the chair in your foot. And I don't know... if Listeners can hear it. Okay. But it's probably... Okay. I hear it. I have a note to you about not killing the momentum of the show, but we can talk about that afterwards. Uh, yeah. What? Now I've lost track. And there we go. <laughs> Number five, The Midnight Line by Lee Child, yep. which stays on track. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's unstoppable. Yeah. You can't with stop Chris it. Chris Pine and, and Denzel, Washington. Denzel Washington. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, All right. Is that your Chris Pine? He's a lazy Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. I wasn't really committed to it nothing lazy about denzel washington in that movie he's pretty laid back that's true okay i'll give that to you he's all right remember when him and chris pine just kind of talk about they hang out at hooters in that movie yeah 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 it's just like that they have to stop a train from blowing up like pittsburgh right and they're just like oh i bet you go there for the buffalo wings like you know (laughs) it's like cool nothing dangerous happening there's an snl skit with jay farrow that really ruined that for me it was great uh number four the people versus alex cross by james Larry, patterson oh yeah solo james patterson that's pretty rare yeah uh han solo james patterson stop it okay <laughs> i said we went oh hey uh have you read frank miller's seminal batman year one yes the comic book yeah one of your favorites yeah you like it all right well looks like there's a sequel out uh-huh. uh Oh, this is going to ruin the joke, though. You have to look at the cover. Okay. Darn it. All right. Year One by Nora Roberts. Uh-huh. But if you look at the cover, it says Nora Roberts Year One. I guess maybe I should have given you that note about not killing the momentum yeah. right when we brought it up. <laughs> what, so this is new this week. Listen, I think there's a world where you could have transitioned into that book title and gotten a laugh. Now people are just confused. Yeah. There's so. a Batman comic called Batman, Batman Year One. Batman Year One. Now we got Nora, Nora Roberts, Roberts Year One. So it's like it's you like picture it's about her growing up in Connecticut. Yeah. Having some harrowing experience being like, I shall write romance novels. The cover visually works more as well because the bird looks like the bat. It's bat-like. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So anyway. They know uh, what they're doing. Come on. That was a very funny visual joke. Well, Uh, again, I... uh, Let's see. When a pandemic strikes and the world spins into chaos... It's a pandemic. Several travelers head west to find a new life. Was that a rhyme? No. Life doesn't rhyme with chaos. That's year one. That's what year one is about? Yeah. People just moving out west? Well, there was a pandemic. The okay. world spins into chaos. This is book one of a series. Oh, boy. Nora Roberts. What? I don't know. This is just her thing now. It's every book she writes is like mm-hmm. book one in the Witches trilogy. Yeah. Pump the brakes, Nora. How was the Witches trilogy? Didn't read it. Oh. Well, that's your problem. Yeah. Once you read these, you, you'll want everything to be a series. I, I guess. Well, uh, here's book one of a new series. Uh, at number two, The Rooster Bar by John Grisham. Now it's a standalone, I mm. think. What if... I mean, it's about... Uh, Peter Pan. Stu- a grown-up Peter Pan. It's about students. Okay. Rooster Bar. Because he always does a rooster crow. It's about Hook. What? He does a rooster crow? Peter Pan, yeah. I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. Why? I don't know. He's just a signature Peter Pan thing. That's dumb. He crows? I, okay. Uh, okay. If you squeak that chair one more time, I'm going to turn this into a, a video podcast okay. and then hit that chair over your head for all our viewers. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Right. That sounded if, very aggressive. If you were going to be so like proactive jerk. to make a video podcast, <laughs> I would allow it. Uh, number one, Origin by Dan Brown. Mm-hmm. This has been here for a while as well. Yep. Dad gift? From uh, F- Frank Miller's seminal uh, work. <laughs> Definitely a dad gift. Yeah. Uh, symbology professor goes on Paris. Robert Jerry. Langdon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grisham ti- Grisham's been here for seven weeks, but I guess next week is Christmas, so yeah. he probably timed it right. Uh, do you want your son to get you John Grisham's The Rooster Bar for Christmas? I, I assume someday I'll read it, but I still have a bad taste in my mouth. 
from. Are you eating Several John Grisham's things. books? No, but I've been let down. Okay. Uh, so you want book one of uh, year one, or is it year of, the, of Nora Roberts? Yeah. Yeah. Nora Roberts year one. I bet the sequel will be called year two, which would be a sequel to Batman year two, where he fights the Reaper. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't fear the Reaper. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great thing. Just <laughs> to the microphone. Sorry. I just I had to have more cowbell. Oh. <sighs> I feel like we had a lot of energy up front. And then during that uh, New York Times bestsellers list, we I don't, lost some. I don't want to. So let's get it back. I don't want to point fingers don't because it, this man. is an audio podcast, uh-huh. but it's your fault. No way. It is. No way. It definitely is. You, you could have saved that year we'll, one bit. We'll play the tape back. <laughs> uh, you can't. I haven't been recording for 30 minutes. Darn it. <laughs> Welcome to my friend cast. <gasps> Do you want to have a friend cast? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's go on to our segment, our Christmas segment. Oh, so Rooster Bar is number one. No. Origin was number Origin one. Origin is number yeah. one. Oh, you you don't remember because Origin sounds so boring. It does. So the it title really, really and just like the summary. Yes. So are you done with that series or are you going to read Origin? I'll read Origin. I keep, you know, like when it came out, I was like, oh, I got to read this. And right. then I just sort of didn't. And so our that copy was last movie, Inferno didn't kill. It did. It really did. Like it was, I was way more interested to read it before I watched Inferno. Yeah. And then Inferno. I don't like the Inferno book. Mm-hmm. And that movie was just a turd. So. Right. And Last Jedi is the reason you don't want to read Rooster Bar right now. Those are not related. Really? Those are not related. But Han Solo no. does his con- his uh, patented uh, give me a drink at the Rooster Bar speech. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that. He sings it on his piano. I guess I need to watch give it again. Give me a drink at the Rooster Bar. Oh, okay. Now that you sing the song, I do remember <laughs> okay. that. I do remember that. All right. What, what are we talking about today, Well, Nick? this is our last episode before Christmas. <gasps> and... Yeah. We don't have the Nutcracker Prince with us today. Yes. So, but we've yeah. got the Sugar Plum Fairy. Did you? You did you have? Was that, I supposed to? Did you have that? Oh queued no! Up? Uh, no, sorry. We oh. we were actually seeing Coco together. Oh, so makes sense. No, it doesn't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so we don't have the Nutcracker Prince, but we've uh-huh. got a lot of the holiday spirit. We have the Rat King. Can I tell you sorry, the honest you, truth? You've already done this. I don't. I'm not feeling a lot of holiday spirit this Christmas. Yeah. Are you feeling that way? Uh, I haven't felt the holiday spirit in many a year. Wow. Yeah. That's a sad truth. Sorry, man. It's a sad truth right there. <laughs> okay. Well. Sometimes I do. I think uh, last time I felt the true holiday spirit might have been 2008. Okay. College had a uh, snowstorm. Mm-hmm. A bunch of the kids had left early okay. to beat the storm. But me and a couple of friends decided to stay late and wait out the storm. That sounds and then nice. in the morning. And so I just kind of played Metroid Prime by the warmth of the furnace. And uh, then we watched uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And it. It was a good time. Well, that sounds nice. Last last Christmas spirit I had. Sounds like a lovely Christmas. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're going to watch Batman Returns this Christmas. So Maybe that, should, that will change it. That yeah. should get you going. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. I accidentally quoted the, uh, I believe the word you're looking for is, and then I screamed Yeah. Uh, to my wife, but she hates it when I scream. Yeah. I remember <laughs> so, that. But you can't do that quote without that. No, you can't do it. You can't right. do it. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, I, I've been dropping the Christmas ball this year. Uh <gasps> It's, a, it's actually the New Year's that you're thinking of. This is different. But that's how we can get your Christmas spirit back. How? Throwing a Christmas ball. I love it. <laughs> so, then we can sing a song about we'll it. We'll pool our resources and We're invite the whole Christmas town. Ball. And, yeah. We're throwing a Christmas ball. We're bringing the holiday spirit back by throwing a Christmas ball. Ooh, actually, that worked a little bit more than you might have <laughs> yeah. thought. Probably just that physical exercise. Clap, yeah. your hand. Yeah, you just clap every time anyway, you watch a Christmas movie. I, I'm usually I'm like three, four Christmas books in by this point. Yeah, you haven't this read year, a single thing. I'm I've read the DC Christmas special. Yeah, I got an Archie Christmas special on the Hopper yeah. to read, and I'm currently uh, reading Skipping Christmas. Which would, is, would you say you've had a lot more required reading this year? Yes, I would say that. That would probably get thanks away, for but. thank you for asking. So <laughs> we're we're looking we're looking outside to give you some Christmas recommendations this year, mm-hmm. and so our friends at the Bookbub blog you yes. can find this at bookbub.com. It's very true because Bookbub is a stranger to me, but a stranger is just a friend you haven't met. Hey, so yeah, nice uh, to meet you, Bookbub. And the recent article they published: eleven Christmas books with more than mistletoe. Uh, a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of fun stuff going on yeah. here. So, do you obey the mistletoe law? I no no sorry yeah. Well, sorry. Why yeah. are you apologizing? To, I think well, I know why you're you're apologizing to me because yeah. I brought the mistletoe and it's been hanging above our podcast table it's, for thirty minutes. It's been awkward. Yeah, it's been awkward. I'm glad to you finally a, address yeah. it. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to make the first move. So we're gonna take a look at some of the books that uh, our friends at BookBub have pulled out. Yes. So thanks, pals. 
Uh, first on the list, Winter Solstice by Ellen Hildebrand. And I actually can give you a little insight on this series because I've read book one. This is a series. It is a series. I think uh, this is maybe book Oh, f- the Quinn family. Yeah, book four maybe, the Quinn family series. They own like a big Christmas inn. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was pretty good. Yeah. Not, not super Christmas Christmassy inn. and yeah. a little like awkward. It was like mm-hmm. a wife having an affair with like a big Santa. And it was just huh. strange. It was a strange. Sounds like a dark. That sounds like a bad Santa. Yeah, setup. not a good, not a good situation. So, yeah. uh, can Santa put himself on the naughty list? I, I think he can. <laughs> I enjoyed the writing, but not enough to like go back and read more. But apparently, Winter Solstice seems to be getting some good, uh, good responses. I remember when it came out, it was uh, it had pretty good reviews and stuff. So, yeah. if you're an Ellen Hildebrand fan, uh, you probably want to jump in at the very start. Yeah. But you probably wouldn't die if you started Winter Solstice. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You probably wouldn't die unless it was and like we, something uh, unrelated to Ellen we Hildebrand. We do have this here. Good. So. Yeah, well, I'd imagine Ellen Hildebrand. Yeah. She has her followers. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. All right, take us to the next one, Eric. What do we got? Mr. Dickens and his Carol by Samantha Silva. Carol? Well, tell me a little bit about this one, Eric. Oh, I'd love Carol, to know. What if ca- I, I'm a sucker for a Christmas Carol. Right. I love all versions of a Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read the book a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. It's good all stuff. Right. Gender swapped Christmas Carol. Okay, uh, it's a mean lady. Yeah, who needs to learn Christmas spirit? Yeah, her name is Carol. You can still call it a Christmas Carol. Yeah, um, you're describing a movie starring Tori Spelling. Am I really? Yeah, you are. Is is that real? It is real. A Christmas Carol. I think it's actually. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Wow. Or a Carol Christmas. I can't remember. Oh, that would make me upset. Anyways, Charles Dickens is not feeling the Christmas spirit. His newest book is an utter flop. That's true. The critics have turned against him. Relatives near and far hound him for money. Poor Chuck. While his wife plans a lavish holiday party for their ever-expanding family and circle of friends, Dickens has visions of a poor house. But when his publisher tries to blackmail him into writing a Christmas book to save them all from financial ruin, he refuses. And a serious bout of writer block sets in. Dickens grabs his AK-47... Kidding. I was about to get action. But that was crazy. <laughs> Frazzled and filled with self doubt. Dickens seeks solace in a great place of thinking, a palace of thinking. The city of London itself. On one of his long night walks in a once beloved square, he meets mysterious Eleanor Lovejoy, who might be just the muse he needs. As Dickens' deadlines close in, Eleanor propels him on a Scrooge like journey that tests everything he believes about Look generosity, out. friendship, ambition, and love. The story he writes will change Christmas forever. And that story was great expectations. Really? Yes. Huh. Good We've, for Gwyneth Paltrow. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have never. That sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, the cover looks nice. The, the writing of A Christmas Carol is a good story in itself. I'm not sure how well this fictionalized version will go but nothing the story is interesting nothing bores me more than a movie about a writer yeah you've said that before because you like there's nothing you could show that you just have to show montages of them at the typewriter like of course true yes well when my sister was here she made us all watch the raven starring uh john cusack as edgar Allan poe that that, was action-packed but that's like a twist like somebody's like he has to like be a detective yeah he's got to be a detective yeah i mean like uh something like the Miss Potter movie. Okay. Where she's just writing stories. Sure. Yeah. So All Little right. Women, however. All right. Another exception I, to the rule. I, yeah, that's true. That's a good one. I haven't read a lot of um, Dickens? takes on A Christmas Carol. Uh, I read Jacob Marley's Christmas Carol, which is kind of fun. Uh-huh. That's where uh, Jacob Marley, in order to get rid of his chains, has to like save Scrooge. So he right. sort of disguises himself as the ghost of Christmas past, present, mm. and future. It's a pretty good read. Okay. And... Back in 2004, when I was working at a library in Michigan, a book called Mr. Timothy came out. 2000. Oh, I thought you said 1994, but you'd be too young. 2004. Uh, about Tiny Tim, ah. Tim Cratchit. And it was just, I picked it up and was not what I was. He's like living in a brothel. It was, Whoa, it was intense. Tim. It was intense. Yeah. So uh, I never finished it. But, you know, that was 13 years ago. All right. So I might I might give that a shot next Christmas if I can be better about it. Nice. How do you feel about either of these books? Do you want to read... Uh, Mr. Dickens and his Carol. I don't think I'd read it, but it's nice to see. Okay. That it's there. Yeah. As an option. Thanks for letting me know. No problem. Oh, boy. Now, see, I really wish Bo was here for this next one. Go on. Because it's called Hidden Sea by Gregory Maguire. Also, if you say that one more time, I'm going to start getting very offended. Jealous, you mean. And you're yes. already there. Ah, oh, darn it. I am there. Anyway, Gregory Maguire. How do you say this word? Hidden I, I said Hidden Sea. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Gregory Maguire, the author of Wicked, probably best known for Wicked in the series of Oz books and weird takes on fairy tales, turns his attentions to the Nutcracker, 
Yay. Gregory Maguire returns with an inventive novel inspired by a timeless holiday legend, intertwining the story of the famous Nutcracker with the life of the mysterious toy maker named Drosselmeyer who carves him. What do you think? Uh, fine. I haven't read any of these books, and I'm not an Oz fan. I, I do like the Oz books, and I've picked up Wicked several times, and it's just so dense and dull hmm. to get into that I've never like pushed through. Right. But people love it, so I don't know. All right. Um, do you want to take the next one? Do I? Uh, what is the next one? Here Seven we are. Days Seven of Days us. of Us by yeah. Francesca um, Hornack? That's a fun sci-fi style name. It is fun. Yeah. I am Hornack. <laughs> uh, Birches a lockdown, cut off from the rest of humanity, even decent Wi-Fi, and are forced into each other's orbits, younger, unabashed, frivolous, okay. Uh, so it's Christmas, and for the first time in years, the Birch family will be under one roof. Uh-oh. Look out. Yeah, final the Birch family. Yeah. Uh, as Andrew sequesters himself in a study, writing... <laughs> I don't know what you're I guess doing. I'm just bored Can't by this just one. So it's, just, it's just a family. In close proximity, not much can stay hidden for long. And as revela- uh, revelations and long-held tensions come to light, nothing is more shocking than the expected guest who's about to arrive. If it's Santa, the book might be saved. Wow. But... Well, I think you owe an apology in writing to Francesca Hornack for how dull you made that book sound. Bow before Hornack. Jeez. My people. All right. Are a well, race. I think I think we just got to move on past the that. Christmas bells. With apologies to Francesca Hornack, let's talk about the Christmas bells by Jennifer Chiaverini. Yeah, not Mark Hornack. So she's all over the place. Uh, she's yeah. pretty popular. Yeah. With Cambridge, uh, with Massachusetts. I've been there. Yeah. In 1860, the Henry Wadsworth Longfellow family celebrated Christmas at Craigie House, their home in Cambridge, Massachusetts. The publication of Longfellow's classic Revolutionary War poem, Paul Revere's Ride, was less than a month hence, and the country's grave political unrest weighed heavily on his mind. Yet with his beloved wife, Fanny, and their five adored children at his side, the delights of the season prevailed. Whew, that was so boring. Well, Jennifer Shiverini's resident and heartfelt novel for the season reminds us why we must continue to hear glad tidings, uh-huh. even as we are tested by strife. strife. Reading Christmas bells evokes the resplendent joy of a chorus of voices yes. raised in reverent song. I did not feel resplendent joy reading it's, that synopsis. I guess it goes back and forth because it also says in present day Boston. I saw, oh, teacher. that could be fun. So, yeah, maybe a little back and forth. Yeah, maybe there's a little, a little back and forth. Yeah. Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. Oh, how's cur- it going, I'm Nick? Currently reading it. How's it going? It's very repetitive. The plot of Skipping Christmas is that their daughter is going to be away for the first time, so they're just like, forget it. We're not going to do any Christmas things. We're just going to go on a cruise. And then all their neighbors and everybody they normally like yeah. buy wreaths and We stuff all from know Christmas with the Cranks. Are just, you know, it's like every chapter is the same thing. You don't want to buy a tree? Not this year. Yeah. You don't want to buy a wreath? No, not this year. Yeah. yeah. So it feels like I'm reading the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. I like Grish's writing for the most part, but... Mm-hmm. Have you picked out uh, the... Oh, shoot. Now I forgot the actor. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd character? (laughs) Yes, I do know the Dan Aykroyd character. Skipping Christmas is a rough movie. Yeah. So, oh, boy, listen to this. A modern Christmas classic, Skipping Christmas is a charming and hilarious look at the mayhem and madness that have become ingrained in our holiday tradition. Hey, do you realize that their last name is Cranks, and by Skipping Christmas, they're acting a little... Grumpy. Grumpy, yes. Yeah, Grumpy's true. Bored. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Definitely. Well, I have not found it hilarious or charming. All right. Well, what's the next one, Nick? Christmas train. Shoot, you went on a Christmas train. I did go you, on a Christmas train, you yes. didn't even mention it. I didn't. Share share your Christmas You're train right. adventure. Uh, Jason Marsden, our, one of our auditorium techs. That's the man who uh, plays Cyclops. Yeah, and several other Wellsville peeps went on a Christmas train together yeah. in arcade. Yeah. And we went, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we stopped at a little station that they had decked out like the, the North, North Pole. North Pole. <gasps> yes. Oh and the guy they had playing Santa, when we got to the station, he was out on the platform like waving. Mm-hmm. And my son was like, oh, wait a minute. That's the real Santa Claus. Right. And he got in his line to, uh-huh. to meet Santa and was kind of squirmy and antsy and ready to go. Uh-huh. And he saw Santa and he was just like 100% in. Yeah. So hats off to the real Santa Claus yeah. for taking the time out of his day to hang out. You, at you a ready for a Christmas miracle? Station. Yeah. That was the real Santa. Get out. Yeah. No, I mean, get out. Oh. Seriously. Yeah. What if I told you I had played Santa there? I'd believe it. Yeah. There's a jolliness about you. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, The Christmas Train by David Baldacci is not about Nick's adventure uh, on a Christmas train. Well, it's not not about <laughs> That's it. true. Uh, I'm, what, is, journalist Tom? Don't do this again. Okay, you go ahead then. No. 
David Baldacci's The Christmas Train <laughs> is filled with memorable characters who have packed their bags with as much wisdom, wisdom as mischief, mischief and shows how, how we, we do do get second chances yeah. to fulfill our deepest Jesus hopes and dreams, dreams, especially during this season of miracles. miracles. You know, I've never read The Christmas Train. I didn't know this was a thing that it's little, people were it's, supposed to read. It's more like a novella, I think. I see here that they made a movie with Danny Glover and Dermot Mulroney. Uh, so, so this is like a bookshop. It's got to be good. But it's probably about oh, Christmas with the... <laughs> skipping Christmas length. I almost All said right. Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, and it's always on the list of like Christmas books you should read, and I just hmm. have never picked it up. I don't like David Baldacci for one. Mm, that's true, you but, don't. You're I mean, right. I made it through a Debbie McCumber book for Christmas, yeah. so you're gonna get visited by three ghosts of David Baldacci. Oh, he's alive. No, he he has ghosts he's that he's buried. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Really. I'm excited for this one, "The Twilight Before Christmas" by Christine <laughs> Feehan. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Christine Feehan. Thank you for the joy. Best-selling you bring us. novelist Kate Drake is one of... Se- oh, please be related to dragons in some way. I hope somebody says she has dragon in her blood. Okay. Uh, is one of seven sisters gifted with amazing powers of witchcraft. Returning home in time for her northern California town's annual Christmas pageant, Kate catches the spirit of the season. Like, the- she literally catches yeah, like a yeah, Ghostbuster. Probably. Uh, and decides to open a bookstore in a charming but run-down historic mill. Please let me take the second paragraph. Go ahead. <laughs> Decorated former U.S. Army Ranger Matt Granite. Yeah. Now a local contractor doesn't uh-huh. mind working in the undeniably eerie house. Not if it means getting closer to Kate. There's something about the quiet, sensual woman that powerfully attracts him. Uh, when an- Matt Granite. Yeah. Mean, what is he, Fred Flintstone's boss? Well, good thing we have Matt Granick here because when an earthquake oh, no. cracks the mill's foundation oh, no. and reveals a burial crypt, God help <laughs> Kate senses the centuries-old evil has been unleashed yes. and that it's coming after her. Yes, Though it is. Though Matt vows to guard her from dusk till dawn, Kate knows she will have to summon all of her and her sister's powers to battle the darkness, threatening to destroy both Christmas and the gift of soul-searing passion her hometown <laughs> hero wants her to keep forever. I I know that you didn't read Skipping Christmas with me when I suggested it on the air, <laughs> but I think that right now... We should start Twilight Before Christmas. You and Christmas. I need to commit that next year we're, we're going to read Twilight Before Christmas. How? It's pretty great. That sounded great. You want to do it? Maybe. Eric, I need, to, I need an affirmative. Okay. You're going to do it? Let's read The Twilight Hold Before on. Christmas. Hold on a minute. What are you doing? I just need to look at page count before we commit to anything. Okay. And now 760 this is, pages. This is book two, 284 pages. That's nothing. Yeah. This is book two in the Drake Sisters saga. Okay. So let me just check and see if the first one is not, it's not Christmas. Okay. It is not Christmas yeah. related. I think I'll skip the first one. First in the series is Magic in the Wind. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Not a bad title. Uh, a Christmas Men- Memory by Truman Capote. Oh, Christine Feehan. Oh, he wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. I don't understand this man, Truman Capote. Should I watch Capote? Sure. To understand it? Yeah. Like, why? So he wrote about, like, serial killers, yeah. but also he wrote Breakfast and at Tiffany's. And weirdly was in that horrible Murder by Death Christmas movie? Yeah. Strange. Strange situation. Have you read this? No. I tried to read Breakfast at Tiffany's and just yeah. could not. So. Wait. I thought you said we both kind of liked it. That's true. Yeah, you're right. That was the one thing we had. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, The Adventure of C- the Christmas Pudding by Agatha Christie. Oh. <gasps> Is this oh, it's a Poirot? Sh- it's a short story, short story collection. collection. Okay. It's a seasonal collection of Poirot and Marple. Oh. Reissued with a striking new cover. So... That's good. It's striking. First, uh, it's striking is what it is. Yeah. The little gray cells of, oh, I skipped to the end. Okay. Uh, have you ever read, you haven't read Agatha Christie. No, you have. I have. You don't like her because she's always like, the answer was the watch I only just told about now. Yes, here it is. That is exactly why. I couldn't have told you, but here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Had you known this, you may have figured it out. Yes. But as I kept it a secret... I am Agatha Christie. I was kind of turning her into uh, the guy from Mary Poppins. Yeah. Uncle Albert. Sure. You know? Um, would you watch an Agatha Christie movie if she was solving mysteries? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She had to solve mysteries. I have not seen Murder on the Orient Express. And believe it or not, mm-hmm. there is exists a movie where Miss Marple is played by none other than Angela Lansbury. Who? Mrs. Santa Claus herself. And I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So. She's in a little hot water. I'm a lately. fickle. That's true. Angela Lansbury. A little bit, yeah. You think she could have... She's like, what, 97 years yeah, old? Yeah. Just... Put a pin in it. Yeah. Angie, just put a pin in it. Yeah, just just go out on top. No good. No good. Anyway, uh, for the last one on the list, I mean, I got to take this one because, believe it or not, 
I have read, do you want to guess how many books in the Christmas Shoes series I've read? I'm going to say all of them. No. <laughs> nope. All right. Five. Five is correct. Oh, my gosh. Five is correct. I have read Christmas Shoes, uh-huh. Christmas Blessing, right. Christmas Hope, uh-huh. Christmas Promise, Okay. Christmas Secret. All right. The next one is Christmas Note. and Do, do they all have a song? No, just the first one has that song. How's it go? Like Christmas shoes, Christmas shoes, Christmas I'm all get... the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, something, that's how it goes. Something about Batman, I think, is in there as okay, well. Okay, Christmas shoes. Know. All right. It's hard so... to tell. It's hard to tell. So, anyway, I've really dropped the ball because the last one of these I read was Christmas of 2014. Oh, my gosh. I know. Doesn't that make you want to throw yeah, up? That's... Anyway, they are recommending here The Christmas Shoes by Donna Van Leary. Yeah. Sometimes things that can change your life will cross your path in one instance, and hmm. then in a fleeting moment, they're gone. But if you open your eyes and watch carefully, right. you will believe. Why are you summer? You've read this. Tell us about it, man. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's about a, a rich lawyer man who can't find fulfillment in a little kid who's mother is dying uh-huh and they cross paths now at an important kid, moment the kid wants to buy shoes why just for his mom who's right. dying right why does he want nice shoes for his mom i don't know why aren't you singing the song oh you want me to sing the song <laughs> i was trying to okay. get you to but now yeah i thought you were just gonna uh, well because because it's christmas eve and those shoes are just her size <laughs> okay so that's why man that's the real reason it's like pulling teeth christmas shoes was okay <laughs> all right uh i liked it enough to keep reading my and favorite movie the movie with Rob Lowe and uh, Doogie Howser. What's his name? D- Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Uh, it was pretty fun. Doogie, like Neil Patrick Harris is the kid. He's the grown-up version of the kid. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Who plays the mom? I don't remember. Is it Lauren Linney? I don't know. <laughs> okay. And then in the next movie, Doogie's all grown up. And yeah. And Rob Lowe does have a little bit of a... Oh. Wait, they did the sequel? Yes. I think they <laughs> did the first three of them as wow. books. So, yeah. Rob, Rob Lowe kind of like loves doing hallmark movies doesn't apparently he? yeah for a while in there well he's back he's doing something else lately yeah all right yeah. well that was the end of the list all right but let me tell you my favorite in that series is book number three a christmas <laughs> hope okay that's the one i would recommend and you right. don't have to read there's usually there's like a couple of characters will cross over and have little cameos in it mm-hmm. but you can pick up any one of these in any order okay and they are they're just the right length they're like about 200 pages mm-hmm. um and they're very christmasy all right. fun so Shout out to Donna Van Lieri because nice. I do like this series, and I'm gonna finish it. Let me uh, let me pitch a story idea I just got. I'm while going over these Let's Christmas wrap, things. Yeah. It's called uh, so it's about a guy. He mm-hmm. needs to get home. Okay, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, uh, he's single. Of okay. course, is uh, this the plot to the Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I'll be home for Christmas. No, it's okay. different because okay. uh, one, he just can't keep a relationship. No, he can't. He, he, he's not very good at commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works a lot. Mm-hmm. He uh, he doesn't have as much Christmas spirit as. You or even he would like Roger. at this time. Okay. He, he needs to get home to see his parents and his family and yep. everything. Uh, there's been a delay. He has to take a layover. And while in the air, he meets somebody. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're what? in the air exactly as it becomes Christmas Day. It's called Christmas in the Air. It's a love story. It's a Christmas I story. love that. Yeah. By Debbie McCumber and Eric Nichols. <laughs> that could, you could share a byline. Would you be okay sharing a byline with Debbie McCumber? Yes. Okay. There's already an Eric Mickles, so you're gonna have to use your full name of Eric Donna Mickles. It's just to again make it clear. for listeners. My last name, my middle name is not Donna. Uh, okay. It doesn't even it's start a, with the D. It's a family thing. It's not like Eric to, David Mickles. You don't have to be embarrassed. It's Joseph. It's Eric Joseph. That doesn't even flow. Why would you? It it flows. If you're perfectly. gonna make something up, why didn't you say your middle name was like Sergio or something? Eric Sergio Mickles. <laughs> yeah. It's just that's Sergio has great. like a point of origin yeah, that's different does. than Mickles. I know because in my in the full Polish, it's Mikolajczyk. Right, and then you but then you got a whole like. So I wonder what his deal is. Eric Sergio Mikolajczyk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't want to meet somebody named that? Eric Sergio. I mean, he sounds cool. He does. Sound he sounds cool. like uh, he could have written a book called Christmas yeah. in the Air. Yeah, a lot cooler than plain old yeah. Eric Donna Mickles. Yeah. So. Hey, in my suitcase, I have a. Uh, a fake tree I was carrying to bring really? my family. I'll just have to take it out oh my goodness. of my carry-on and we'll... Christmas I, in the there air. There is Christmas in the air. Yeah. And it's a magical time. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Um, those stories always make... Because then they end. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I hope they like made it. Yes. Like, you know, last. I hope I hope they... Yeah. I hope it's just not like it. a three-year yeah. Uh, yeah. thing and then it hurts them more than if they had not met. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to once again thank our friends at bookbub.com. The article that we were pulling from, a lot of it was written by Hazel Gaynor and Heather Webb, who are the co-authors of a Christmas book themselves, The Last Christmas in Paris. <gasps> so we urge you to check that out as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of Christmas stuff left here at the David A. Hub Public Library. No. We've, nuts have been cracked. 
uh, huh. movies have been watched. Yeah. Um, right after Christmas on the 27th, we're showing uh, a couple of fun family movies back to back. Right. We're showing Frosty's Winter Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And we're showing Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Ooh. And all together, those run about an hour because yeah. they're for 20 minutes and 40 minutes. So, mm-hmm. And neither of them are Christmas movies. They're right. just wintery fun movies. Right. So if you're kids aren't in school and you're looking for something mm-hmm. to do join us at 10 30 in the morning mm-hmm. on wednesday the 27th and we'll be here the christmas book club uh-huh. is currently reading christmas book club jerusalem inn by okay. martha grimes and right. we'll meet just after new year's for that january right. 3rd is when we'll meet to discuss that book sounds good so still plenty of copies left still yeah. room to join us and next year the second book club which has been contemporary classic is switching to a patron picks book club yeah and we're patron just gonna picks. draw the name right out of a hat pretty so. scary We've got down at the main desk, we have suggestion forms for the book club. So next mm. time you're in, plop your favorite book down there and maybe we'll pick it. Nice. Maybe we won't. Okay. Maybe we will. Okay. Remember, we will be closed December 25th and 26th. And? And January 1st and 2nd because but, of the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Yes. But on January 5th, we're showing the Lego Ninjago movie. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I might have to bring Jackie Chan's son. in it. I love Jackie Chan. Somebody else is in it. I can't. Oh, Olivia Munn? Too scary for a three-year-old, do you think? Because it's PG, right? Sometimes those I, go a little... I guess. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, how do you... I, I can't be worse than the Lego Batman movie. I do, he, we did see Lego Batman, and there were a couple scenes where he was like, what's happening? Oh, really? But, you know. Was it like King Kong and the uh, Eye of Sauron? I don't remember either. I, I remember a lot of me trying to be like, do you want a sandwich? Yeah. Do you want some Captain Crunch? Yeah. So. Was it the scene where Alfred almost fell into fire? That could have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. Uh, anything else you want to mention as far as library news? I know you've got your running. Oh, your clubs. hey, yeah. yeah. An- Teen Anime Club um, actually will be the only program running for the next three weeks. Okay. Uh, because um, we'll be closed on Tuesdays uh, and Mondays. And then our program on Tuesdays is school related. Uh, Thursdays is school related. Fun. So uh, if people want to read along with the students of ICS, we're reading Stargirl and Code Talkers. Fun. Yeah. What is Code Talkers? Uh, it's about Stargirl Jerry Spinelli, right? Yeah. Okay. Code Talker is about um, how we use the Navajo language oh. to uh, dis, uh, not get. That's fun. Our, that sounds interesting. Our messages decoded by uh, Japanese forces during World War II. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else? We'll close up shop then. Next year, yeah. we're going to be talking about the best books of 2017. Yeah. So if you've got <gasps> thoughts, that's right. You let us know. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to figure out how we're going to record that since it's going to be Christmas Day. Yeah. But that's on us, not on you, our <laughs> okay. fair listeners. Yeah. So we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.